Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And on today's show, we are going to do a season-ending mailbag. I'm going to be taking your guys' questions, giving you guys shout-outs, and going over everything that you had on your mind after the Titans season abruptly ended on Saturday against the Bengals. So all of that on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Like I mentioned, it is going to be an end of the season mailbag show. So going to dive into all of your guys' questions that you sent over to me on Twitter on Monday and left in my in my comments, the five-star reviews, all of that. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. So throughout the offseason, I'm going to be going over mock drafts. I'm going to dive into player profiles. We did 186 draft reports on the show last offseason leading up to the draft. I'm going to be talking free agency, different cap machinations, how the Titans can save money. We're going to be talking about different moves, uh, different things they can do with the roster as we get later into the spring and into the summer. I'm going to have uh, player breakdowns using my film analysis to really go through certain certain individual players' performances from the year. So a ton of different things and a ton of different content that I'm going to be putting out. Make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Remember, the Locked On Titans podcast can be found on any platform and always free. Make sure you check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel as well to catch the show on video. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my videos go live. Leave a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. You can catch me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans where I actually do all my film clips and, and film analysis. And check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. But with all the housekeeping out of the way, as we always have to attend to, to start off the show. Now, going to dive into a lot of your guys' questions. And the mailbag is chocked full. Got over 20 questions for this episode. And as I say, every mailbag uh, episode, I, I go pretty long on these. I can be a little long-winded if you haven't guessed, if you've been watching the show. So I want to get to these quickly. But number one, Lucas said, does extending Brown and Simmons and Landry help with the salary cap issue? Does extending anyone help? Well, help is a relative term, right? You're talking about creating as much cap space as possible. Well, the reality is it can't help unless the deals are structured in a way that they basically push out all of the money to the end of the deal and keep the cap hits low, like what we saw the Titans do with Bud Dupree's contract last offseason where, you know, basically all of the big-time money, they push a little bit lower so that the cap hit is really low for this particular season. The Titans could do that, but really all you're doing is borrowing from Peter to pay Paul at that point. You're pushing money out into the future to keep the cap hit low this year. I don't really think that the Titans should operate 
in that way. I think that while they can do a little bit of that, I don't think they should exaggerate it in the way like they did with Bud Dupree's contract. And um, Brown, Simmons, Landry, those guys deserve to be paid. They're pillars of the team. So however they got to keep them on the team, I'm okay with it. Cut other people. Move other money around. Whatever you got to do, keep those three guys on the team. Caleb Crawdad said, please fire Todd Downing. That's not a question. It's a statement. I welcome those. Caleb, I got to tell you, most of Titans Nation shares that sentiment. Utah Titans said, what's your top five goals for the offseason? Well, I, I don't know if you mean me personally or if you mean for the Titans. I'm guessing that you mean for the Titans. For me, uh, I would like to fire Todd Downing and replace him. Uh, with a better candidate. I know who I have in mind. A lot of you guys have heard me talk about it, but I got asked about it later on, so I won't uh, say right now. I'll save that for later. I'd like to replace Todd Downing. I would like to add a, another wide receiver who's actually a wide receiver, not basically just a blocker. I would like to add youth on the offensive line. I would like to add depth on the defensive line, specifically at the edge rusher position. And I would like to add depth in the secondary uh, with Dane Crookshank probably moving on from the Titans. They need a third safety that they can actually count on to play defense. And I know a lot of people are happy with the cornerback room, but you can never, never have too many good cornerbacks. So add depth in the secondary. So those are my top five goals for the Titans in the offseason. Uh, Cody White said... When it comes to your stance on the Houston Oilers, are you in the majority or the minority among other Titans content creators? So probably my most controversial opinion about the Titans is I'm not too fond of the Houston Oilers history. Uh, I'm not going to get into that right now. I, I can get into it more as we get further into the offseason. I have a lot of questions to get into, so that takes some time. But um, I just don't think that the Titans should be as attached to the Houston Oilers history as a lot of people think. Um, I Like I said, I have my own feelings on that. And personally, I, I think it's pretty much split. Uh, when my opinion really caught traction a couple seasons ago, really made some Titans fans mad. Uh, and I saw some other Titans content creators agreeing with me. I saw some disagreeing with me. So I, I, I think it's Pretty evenly split. Probably the minority, if you had to say one or the other. But I, I think there's a lot more people who agree with me than than people want to believe. Uh, tighten up. Tighten up 69420. Nice. Uh, said, do you want to fire Todd? And do you think there's a chance we do? I do want to fire Todd. Um, I don't think it's very likely that the Titans do, especially based on what we heard from Mike Vrabel on Monday. Now, later in the week, I'm going to do an episode where I go over all the quotes that Mike Vrabel had to say in that press conference. Uh, hopefully, we hear from GM John Robinson shortly in the coming days as well. Hopefully, can add his takes into that. But I'm going to break all that down. But I, I don't think right now is a very good chance that they fire Todd Downing, unfortunately. The last one I'm going to answer here in our fir the first part of a conversation is Gus Solis. Gus says, big-name players on the roster that will be possible cap casualties, Lawan, Saffold, Jenkins, and Cunningham come to mind. When will their fates be decided? Well, their fates will be decided probably in the middle of February to late February, early March, because free agency obviously is going to kick off in March. Uh, one thing, Gus, I'll tell you this. One thing that I am trying to work on as a content creator, because I have goals for myself and things I need to improve upon when doing the show, creating content, all of that. I have goals for myself personally as well. One of the big things I'm trying to get better at is interviewing people, doing a better job of asking better questions, giving them platforms. 
One rule, Gus. Whenever you ask a question, never give the answers in your question because I'm with you. Taylor Lewant, Roger Saffold is number one for me. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit Jenkins, sorry, Janoris, if you're watching, Jackrabbit. And see, I'm doing it all over again. Jackrabbit Jenkins is another one that's probably not going to make it. Zach Cunningham, I don't think, should be on that list. I think with Rashawn Evans moving on, I think that Cunningham needs to be somebody who sticks around. So that's going to do it for the first set of questions in our end-of-season mailbag. I'm going to move it forward, continue to answer your questions, give you guys shout-outs. Before we get into the rest of those questions, though, do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march through the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year, and that means a new updated desktop and mobile website at BetOnline.ag. .ag. Go there, sign up today, and when you use the promo code Locked On, that's one word, Locked On, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So whether it be the NFL playoffs or college or pro basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to continue this end-of-the-season mailbag for the Locked On Titans podcast as we continue getting into your questions. Before we go into the next section, though, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, make sure you guys check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. So the Peacock and Williamson NFL show is going to be going on the road to L.A. for Super Week. Follow the show right now and you'll get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms. The Peacock and Williamson NFL show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. But moving forward, another question from Cody, who always double dips. And I appreciate you, Cody. Thank you. Cody, we said, where you uh, were you a fan of the NFL doing color rush uniforms for Thursday night games? And if so, would you like to see it come back? And what would the Titan, uh, Titans uniforms look like this time around? Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm not real big on like uniforms and combination. I like when they did the throwback uniforms, although I'm not too fond of the connection between Houston and Tennessee. The Houston Oilers uniforms are nasty, just regardless of of anything. They're awesome. So if that were to happen, it is what it is there. I like those uniforms. Color rush. That's fine with me. All I would say is, if the Titans ever do a color rush uniform again, can we get red just once? I mean, pretty much every Titans fan at this point has seen a red Titans jersey or thought about a red Titans jersey. I really love red as an accent color on the two-tone blue uniforms. I know that looks great, but just one time, give me a legit red Tennessee Titans uniform. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, Dan Mackley said, as all your questions will be about how Tannehill is trash and should be traded, which I don't agree with, I, I don't agree that he's trash either, to be honest, and I don't agree that he will be traded, Dan. Ryan Tannehill isn't trash. He just isn't elite. That That's all. He's still a good quarterback in that second tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. The Kirk Cousins, the Dak Prescotts, uh, Who's another one that fits in that? The Jimmy Garoppolo's. You know what I mean? He's just in that group of quarterbacks, not in the Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes group. Uh, but he says, what are your three standout Tannehill moments from this year? 
Keep your head up, man. The Titans will be back stronger than ever next year. I think uh, the comeback in Seattle in the second half was a great Ryan Tannehill moment. Um, let's think. I think that touchdown pass to A.J. Brown in the playoff game was probably one of his better moments. That was pretty awesome. And uh, the game against Houston, the last game of the year, he really balled out. And if he didn't ball out in that way, the Titans would have lost that game. So uh, I'll give those three. I know that's not uh, the perfect three. I could probably come up with, with a different three or a different combination of three with more time. But on the spot, those are the three that are coming up to me. If I missed a crazy one, put it down in the comments in YouTube, and I'll give you some credit for that. Uh, Trenton Yawn said, Hope you're not tired, Trenton. You've probably heard jokes like that your whole life. I'm so sorry. Uh, pass catcher is a must for this draft. Agreed. I want a speedy playmaker from the slot like Jamison Williams. What are your thoughts? Well, Trenton, I got to tell you, I'm so knee-deep in the Titans season, I don't really pay attention to a lot of college football uh, during the college football season. I, I'll give you a, a full transparency on that. I'm not grinding college tape during the year. I don't really pay attention too much to college football during the year. I do all my prep in the offseason before the draft and really dive into these players. So, uh, Jamison Williams, great player. Do believe that's the Alabama wide receiver coming off the ACL tear. That makes him a J-Rob special in the first round for sure. But overall, your point, I agree. So, what I'm going to focus on this year is I'm not going to focus on positions of need. I'm going to focus on roles that need improved for the Titans. And the third wide receiver role, basically Chester Rogers. The Titans have to get a better player, a more dynamic playmaker than Chester Rogers. Uh, the pass where Ryan Tannehill threw the interception, he was trying to throw the quick uh, RPO out to Chester Rogers in the slot. The Titans completed that pass probably 10 to 15 times throughout the year, and I don't recall them ever getting a gain on that of more than 10 yards. You know why? Because Chester Rogers is a practice squad level player, and he's not dynamic. He's not going to break tackles. He's not going to make a guy miss consistently. So the Titans have to improve the Chester Rogers role within their offense and turn that into a dynamic creator. And from that sense, Trent, and I agree with you completely. It is a must for the draft. Uh, next, Super Wilbur said, my question, do you really think the Super Bowl window is done for? You don't think the Titans at best have one more season? No, I don't think the Super Bowl window is done. I think the Super Bowl window closes after next year. I've been consistent with that throughout this year. I've said this year and next year are the end of the road, basically, for this group of the Tennessee Titans, the Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry-led Titans. We already see Derrick Henry have a major injury this year. It's odds are after next year, another heavy load, another you know carrying a big burden next year, that he will slow down significantly. After that, Ryan Tannehill's contract and all the big-time money the Titans would need to eat will be done after next year. And I think after that, a new version of this team arises with a young rookie quarterback on a rookie deal with all the studs we see now, Landry, Simmons, Brown, really taking the forefront. And there is an avenue to win a Super Bowl that path, but it would just be the end of this chapter of Tennessee Titans football. So I think it's next year, but... That window is going to slam shut pretty drastically if the Titans don't move on from Todd Downing and do more from that department. Um, Kenneth said, my question, did I read it wrong or did you say you bet on Bengals plus the points this weekend? Some of you guys aren't going to like it. Some of you guys expect me to be just like a full-fledged homer all the time. I just can't do that. Uh, unfortunately, I'm too pessimistic of a person. Um... I just don't have that ability to be so all in all the time. Titans are going to win. Titans are going to win. Our confidence as fans 
does not affect the game. So I never express overconfidence in the team because it's not going to change anything for me to get on here and be super confident. So I see playoff game. I see a better quarterback on one side, and I see points. Give me the better quarterback and the points. Now, I had the Titans winning by one point. I thought the Titans would still win the game. But I thought the Cincinnati Bengals would cover. They would be within three points, and the bet paid off. I was always taught two things. You bet with your head, not your heart, and never put your heart and your money in the same pocket. So it's that simple for me. Yes, I took the Bengals plus the points, but I still thought the Titans would win, and they should have. They should have won the bet. Whatever. I would have won. Titans would have handled business. I would have had Bengals three and a half. Titans would have won by three. I would have won my bet. Titans would have moved on. Ryan Tannehill, Todd Downing, jerks. Uh, Leon Wills, uh, could be Wilsey, says, how do you manage with no football for the next seven months? Um, So, I have a lot of hobbies, uh, just as a person. I love basketball. I'm a huge Lakers fan, as a lot of you guys know. And I've been a Lakers fan since before I was a Titans fan for more than 20 years, and I'm 30. So, I don't want to hear the bandwagon stuff. I hopped on when Kobe Bryant won the slam dunk contest in 1997 and went in between his legs. I started playing NBA Jam with my Uncle Mike, RIP Uncle Mike. Uh, and I've been a Lakers fan since before they won the three-peat. So get out of here if you're going to be one of those people. I'm no bandwagon jumper. Uh, plus, if I was a bandwagon jumper, why would I have stayed with the Titans for the last 20 years? Come on now, give me a break. So I love, but I'm not just a Lakers. I love sports, guys. I love sports of all kind. I will sit and watch NBA games on a random Tuesday, the Kings and the Timberwolves, like if it's on. Like, I love sports. So I'm going to really dive into basketball, love March Madness. The Batman comes out on March the 4th. Let's go. So hyped for that. And also, I've developed a new hobby. If you guys were on Twitter on Saturday night and follow me at Tic Tac Titans, I posted an old-fashioned. So I have recently, I'm not a big drinker, never really have been. Uh, a huge, well, that's a lie. In college, I was a big drinker, of course. But in my adult life, as, as I've gotten into my late 20s, into my 30s, I don't really drink very often. Might have a glass of something, a cocktail before dinner or something like that. But I don't really tie it on too heavily. But uh, I'm expecting to to move into uh, a new place, my own home, actually buy a home soon. And when I do, I want to make sure that I love to entertain. I love to have parties, have get-togethers for games, different things like that, fantasy football drafts. So I want to be able to have a really well-done bar where I can make a ton of traditional cocktails, Tom Collins, Old Fashioned. Uh, worked on one called a Gold Rush this weekend with some bourbon, some lemon, some honey syrup, things like that. So uh, I think with this off season, I have my comic book stuff I love. I have other sports I love, but I'm really going to dive into cocktails and trying to work my way through uh, making drinks. So that's kind of something that I'm going to focus on as we go forward. But we're also going to go forward with this mailbag before we get into the next section of questions from you guys. Do want to tell you a little bit about Get Upside Titans fans. If you buy gas, you got to know about this incredible app. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you're going to get a bonus 25 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. 
That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using GetUpside. Download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot make up to two, $300 a month in cash back. And here's the thing. There's no catch. The cashback goes right to your GetUpside account, and then you can cash out at any time directly to your bank account, to your PayPal, or even to an e-gift card like for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cashback on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this end-of-season mailbag episode of the Locked On Titans podcast. Uh, before we get into that, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Uh, if you guys would like to, and you should, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's a great way to get advice before you go over to betonline.ag and place those wagers. Check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Find it on all platforms, always free. But let's keep diving into these mailbag questions. Wesley Morgan says, what is the likelihood they bring Kelly on the staff regardless of Downing being fired? Adds more play calling experience uh, to the offensive staff where we lack. I'm going to combine that with Robot Garrett's question. He says, I know Downing isn't going anywhere, but if the Titans were to hire someone else, is there anyone who would fit the role better? Well, Wesley mentioned the name, Kelly. Who's Kelly? Tim Kelly. He was the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans in the last couple of seasons, last three seasons. I believe it's Dennis Kelly's brother, former offensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans. But the Titans tried to interview Tim Kelly for their offensive coordinator position last year before they hired Todd Downing. They were blocked by the Houston Texans, but Tim Kelly was fired by the Texans after the season. So he's a free agent as an offensive coordinator. Uh, it doesn't look like Todd Downing is going to be fired. I wish he would be fired. I would immediately replace him with Tim Kelly, who's a much more creative play caller and a much more creative pass route designer. But... Like I said, I don't think Downing's going to get fired. Uh, and to Garrett's question, I don't think that they're going to bring on Tim Kelly in like a Jim Schwartz role because Tim Kelly isn't like the old sage, wise, old school veteran who's not going to threaten the current play caller. You bring Tim Kelly onto the staff in some capacity with Todd Downing, and it's going to create tension. There's just no way around it. So the writing would be on the wall for Downing at that point. I think it's hard to operate and do your best when you're looking over your shoulder nonstop. Uh, D. Brown Productions, shout out D. Brown, said with the 26th pick in the NFL draft, the Tennessee Titans select Jamison Williams, John Robb special. Um, I don't know. Uh, all I know is I want either the best pass catcher available at wide receiver or tight end or the best offensive or defensive lineman available or the best cornerback. Those The lines, pass catcher, cornerback. That's all I'm looking back. I know everybody's talking about quarterback, but I just don't see it with this draft class, and I don't think now's the time. If you want to go all in on quarterback, do that next year. Trade up in the first round. Get a C.J. Stroud. Get a Bryce Young. This is not the draft class to get Ryan Tannehill's replacement, in my opinion. I don't, th I don't think it's the move. Um, Matthew, Titans B2000. We have some questions for sure on offense, but what is one possible player move in the offseason, whether it be signing free agency or draft, would you really want to get? I know it's hard with not knowing who will be tagged and that. Yeah, I agree. It is kind of hard right now to get my head on that. I, I Honestly, guys, I haven't moved forward from the loss yet. 
You know, my coping time isn't over yet to move into all these free agency and draft things. I'm still kind of processing the game, rewatching the tape, listening to the coaching staff, the player interviews, stuff like that. Uh, but I will give a shout out to uh, Will Lomas from the No Nonsense Pod. Um, he writes about the Titans content creator. I've had him on the show before. Uh, I would consider him a friend at this point with all our conversations on Twitter and the DMs and stuff. And he brought to me an interesting proposition a few weeks ago about bringing Jack Conklin back off an injury for a reduced price to play right tackle. I think that's really a move that, that Titans fans need to think about. It would require some movement on the offensive line, getting rid of Saffold, restructuring, and bringing Taylor Lewan's price down. But getting Jack Conklin back would be something I would be interested in. Kenneth, Texas sports fan, my guy, he says, we know Vrabel will protect staff over players. Yes, he did it again today. Um, we've seen it enough by now. Looks to be uh, a hatchet for the offense next. Who are the players who you think will be gone from the offensive side for it to be a hatchet job you need to name? At least five starters. Okay. So I don't think five starters are going to be gone. I just don't see that. Unless you consider slot wide receiver. I think they got to replace Swaim. Now they don't got to cut Swaim. But he can't be tight end one next year. He needs to be tight end two. And, and that's the way that it needs to go with Ferkser as tight end three. Um, so I would say replace tight end one. Replace Saffold. He's just too old to be making that much money. Replace right tackle. You got to do better than Questenberry. So that's three. Uh, replace Chester Rogers as the slot primary slot wide receiver. Put Nick Westbrook Aquina in the number four position as he is. I like him in his role, but we need a better actual slot receiver. Um, that's really the only changes I think. I think there needs to be about two or three changes on the offensive line, a change at tight end, and a change at wide receiver. So that's going to be what I say for this. I don't think it's going to be as much of a hatchet job as what we saw on defense last year because the Titans' offense isn't as bad as the Titans' defense was in 2020. So there's not as need for much drastic change. Uh, don't really want to have an account. I get that right now. What does Lawan's restructure realistically look like? Is it even possible considering he's basically has a, a one year left on his deal? He actually has about two years left on his deal. Uh, a restructure right now would bring that down to about half. Uh, we'll get into all those cap machinations as we go forward, but it's definitely a possibility. Uh, Brad McDowell said all the focus on Tannehill downing after the game, but what would be your long-term plan to shore up the offensive line? I'm putting in Aaron Brewer. At left guard, probably going with Raidens at right tackle. I'm re-signing Ben Jones, and I'm trying to get Taylor Lewan's cap number down and bring him back a better option at right tackle over Questenberry, whether that be Dennis Kelly or Jack Conklin or somebody new. Uh, Duna Deputy. <laughs> you guys on your Twitter names, man, they just kill me. Uh, Three-parter here, all related. What is your biggest must-re-signs uh, must this offseason? Uh, guys, we talked about earlier. They, they got to bring uh, Landry back. That's the number one option for me. It has to be done. Um, on offense, they got to bring Ben Jones back. He was the sixth highest graded run blocking center in the league. I know he's older. I know he gets banged up. But he played all year, and he's just so important to the middle of the defense. I think you bring Ben Jones back no matter what. So those are the two ones I'm going to go with. Make sure you get Landry back. Make sure that you get Ben Jones back. Um, do you think drafting a QB like Willis and hiring Pep Hamilton, known QB whisperer, would be an ideal solution to the current quarterback situation? Guys, he has coach, have not just have have been not just very good, but very good fast. That's from Nate Acefa. Uh, Nate, so it's my understanding that Houston fired Tim Kelly with the idea that they're going to 
make Pep Hamilton the full-time offensive coordinator because of what he did with Davis Mills as their quarterback coach. So Pep Hamilton's not going to be available. Malik Willis, uh, like I said, I'm just not comfortable taking a guy as high as you're going to need to get your hands on Willis um, in this draft. I would rather wait until next year and then put the chips in for a QB and do it that way. So that's kind of my answer to that, Nate. Um, Some questions in my DMs. Here, got to get to these. Dale Big Sam had a couple questions. He said, does Tannehill's performance Saturday change your opinion on how the Titans should approach the draft, i.e. move up for Pickett or Corral? Kind of like I've answered already, no, it doesn't. I don't trust the quarterbacks in this class. I don't think that the Titans should do that now. That's a next year thing. Uh, Number two, if you could pick three songs from each artist from the Super Bowl halftime lineup to perform at the Super Bowl, what are you going with? Um... Well, some of them are combined. I would do, uh, okay, so Snoop Dogg. I'm going with Drop It Like It's Hot, Gin and Juice, and uh, You're Beautiful. I can't sing because it'll get copyright struck, and maybe you guys don't want me to do that anyway. I was in choir for 13 years, though, suckas. So, but I'm still not a good singer. I'm not going to pretend like it. Beautiful, um, Gin and Juice, Drop It Like It's Hot for Snoop. For Dre, um, I would go with uh, next episode, Still Dre, and um, Let Me Ride. I would do that. Or if you want to put in California Love. I know it's not technically his song, but that's definitely going to get played. For Eminem, I would do, I would like do Lose Yourself as like a slow like beginning. Uh, Then I would do... uh, Till I Collapse, and uh, I'm Not Afraid. Those were the, if I'm trying to put on the best halftime show possible from like a PR perspective, that's what I would go with. So I'm not going to talk about Mary J. Blige. Uh, I don't know enough Mary J. Blige to go over all her songs. Uh, With Kendrick Lamar, though, I would do um, Be Humble, uh, DNA, and either, either uh, drink or I would be the the songs that I would choose from from Kendrick. So I know I would do "Be Humble." I know I would do. Uh, I know I would do "Humble." I know I would do "DNA." But then I would either choose between "I I Love Myself." That song it's really good energy, really positive message, all that. Uh, but uh, pull up, drink, headshot, drink. That's just the type of song that will get it going. It's funny that one of Kendrick's biggest songs ever is about drinking, but really the entire song he's talking about drinking not being great. That's pretty funny. But uh, either way, yeah. So that's that's my answers to that. Um, there was another one in here that I wanted to get to. Of course, another another great moment of podcast production here. Um, giving you guys the the silent treatment while I look up this last question. When I got to tell you guys, I'm going to tell you this up front. When you send me your mailbag questions as a DM, it makes it super hard for me to keep everything up track because I keep everything in my bookmarks. So it, it's kind of hard for me to to actually do that. Um, I can't find it. I, I'm I'm sorry. I I can't I can't find it. So uh, there was another one in my DMs. But I'm sorry, I can't find it. And uh, going back into the bookmarks, there is another question here that I need to get into that I forgot from Duna Deputy. Uh, 
He said, uh, what are your biggest must resigns this all season? I answered that. What free agents do you think will help the team? Uh, offensive lineman, wide receiver. And then uh, who wins in a fight, Batman or Wolverine? So Wolverine, obviously, very hard to kill. Nearly impossible to kill. Uh, but here's the reality. Batman would find a way to use the antimony, um, anti oh, I can't say it right now, uh, antimanium. I'm not saying it right, but you guys know the, the type of synthetic metal that is in Wolverine's bones that covered it. Uh, antim oh, every time I think I have it in my head, it doesn't come out right. Either way, my nerd friends are just going to murder me in the chat. Go ahead, guys. I'm with it. But uh, Batman would find a way to take advantage of Wolverine's strengths and weaknesses because Batman is the greatest detective of all time. He's the smartest guy of all time. And although Batman doesn't have a superpower, his natural intelligence, his ingenuity is a superpower all in itself. So those are my answers there. That's going to do it for this mailbag, though, guys. As you know, I always run long on these, but wanted to make sure I got to all your guys' questions for this end of the season mailbag tomorrow. Going to step in the film room, break down what happened in that game against the Bengals on offense and defense. Thursday, probably dive into some of those quotes that I'm talking about. We're going to have a lot to discuss going forward on the Locked On Titans podcast, so make sure you stay locked in. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.